Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas, and this is episode 53, season 3. Uh, today's date is August 28th, 2021, and uh, we have an interesting show coming up for you. Uh, right now, we're going to a commercial break, and this show is sponsored by Hostess Choco Bliss. And it's a snack cake, and uh, this came out in the mid-1980s, probably 1985 and 1986. So, uh, here we go. Chocolate lovers, watch out for new Choco Bliss. Oh, what a sweet sensation. Oh, Hostess, what you do to me? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Choco Bliss from Hostess uh from the hostess company, uh, I remembered this snack cake. It's it was delicious, you know, all chocolate, chocolatey. Excuse me, and uh, they don't make that anymore, which is a shame. Uh, there was another one they had on the market during the eighties was uh, Hostess pudding pie, and that came in uh, two flavors: chocolate and vanilla. I think the vanilla one came out first. And then the chocolate, and it was pretty good. I loved it, but that's been discontinued as well, which is a shame. So, um, who knows? Because it, you know what? The pudding pie remind me when Hostess makes the Hostess fruit pies. They used to make a chocolate pie. I remember it, which I loved that. But uh, actually, the the company went out of almost went out of business. But someone bought them, and they changed everything. Eh, I I bought a couple. Of, of their products uh, recently, like the Twink, Twinkies, Ding Dongs, Ho Ho's, uh, they're not the same as when we were kids. So it depends, you know. Uh, this generation probably like it, but for my generation and probably ours, I don't think so. So that's a that's a shame. Anyway, so uh, we have an interesting show coming up uh, today. I will talk about three things. One is the fair department store that was located in Chicago. Uh, another one is the kid, the TV show Kitty a Go-Go that was uh, broadcast in the late 60s in Chicago. And last, uh, last one, last topic I'm going to talk about is John's Garage. And I discussed John's Garage, uh, the restaurant, in episode two way back in March. Uh, but I'm going to read things i'm going to read the items off the menu and then you know talk about a little history of that i did that on previous episode i mentioned so uh, i apologize for that so um there's a reason why i'm going to do that so i'll tell you later okay anyway uh first thing first thing off we're going to talk about the fair department store now this is an old department store 
a lot of people today would not remember it, but uh, people older than me, probably in their 60s and 70s and 80s, did remember that story. Uh, I, when I was growing up, I heard about it. So I had to read some history of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm going to, uh, so I found some history on the story. So I'm going to read a little bit about it, which was interesting. So actually it was a, di- a discount department store. So it was, uh, probably like, uh, Kresge's or Zare. It was ventured like in those days. And the store was founded in 1874. That's like three years after the Chicago fire that happened in October of 1871. And uh, the founder's name was Ernst J. Lehman, or Lemon. His name is spelled L-E-H-M-A-N-N. And he named it the Fair Store. And uh, later on, it turned into Fair. Uh, and then uh, the the store was located uh, at on the corner of State Street and Adams Street. And uh, it was a 12-story building. I don't know where it originally was located. I'm not sure. And uh, so they opened other stores in the Chicagoland area. The next one, they opened one in Mil- on Milwaukee Avenue. I don't know where exactly where. And uh, then at in 1952, they opened it in Evergreen Plaza in Evergreen Park, Illinois, when they had their grand opening there. Uh, Evergreen Park was an outdoor mall. Then in the 60s, they changed it to an indoor mall, and now they tore that down, and now it's an outdoor mall. I haven't been there lately. I like to take a look at it. And then in 1956, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I mentioned before, it, the second one opened on Milwaukee Avenue, then in Oak Park. Uh, on West Lake Street, probably east of uh, Harlem Avenue, because Marsha Fields was there on the corner. And uh, also there were other stores there. Uh, and then uh, the last one, op- oh, not the last one. The other one that opened was an old orchard shopping center in Skokie, Illinois, in 1956. And the last one they opened was in Randhurst Mall in 1962. That's when the, uh, I don't know when the mall opened. Exactly. I I forgot about that. Anyway, uh actually it was so uh the, in uh actually Montgomery Ward, the other store, was purchased in nineteen fifty seven and they bought all the stores and uh first it was syndicated by Kresge's. I don't know what that means, so they sort of ran that. And uh the first store that would be converted to a Montgomery Ward from the fair store was the one in Randhurst and Mount Prospect. And then the, and then the rest of them were changed into Montgomery Ward. And uh, the one downtown closed in August of 1963. And uh, I heard that they had a wonderful toy display or something in one of the floors uh, from what I've heard from comments on Facebook. And uh, that Christmas time was very decorative, very gorgeous, you know, colorful from that store. Uh, there's pictures on on the internet. You can find them. And I found a few catalogs of that also as well. And uh, the building there on Adams and State Street was uh, a Montgomery Ward for a long, long time until they closed it. 
And uh, they closed it in about 1984. And uh, then they demolished it in 1985. And then now it's Block 37 over there. And I think CBS uh, Channel Channel 2 is there, located there. They changed it. I haven't been downtown in a long time. So a lot of people... like I said before, a lot of people don't remember the store, but it was one of the first depart- uh, department stores. Um, but I think Marshall Field was first, I, I believe that. And then there was Gately's People's Store in Roseland. That's one of the oldest st- department stores uh, in Chicago. And then, uh, so that's an interesting story about that. Okay. Next thing we'll talk about is uh, the TV show Kitty A Go-Go. Now, this... Uh, I never heard of this show until later on when I was older and uh, I did some research, but I've heard from people about it and uh, it was very well remembered and it had an interesting history of that. And uh, so uh, I'm, I read a chapter in a book. The book is called the golden age of children's Chicago. I'm sorry. The golden age of Chicago children's television. And it's uh, the authors were Ted Okuda and and Jack Mulkeen, Mulqueen, who was one of the Mulqueens that hosted the show. And uh, it's a very interesting book. This book has a history of all the Chicago kids shows. And um, I also have a I made a video a long time ago. And uh I showcase a lot of the um, kid shows in Chicago. I'm going to find that for you. And uh, let's see. And I made it about maybe a, a couple of years ago. And I pasted photos from all the early uh, television shows for children, like back when in the late 40s, you know. And uh, so let's see. I'll tell you in a second. And uh, I put, like, all, for Ray Rayner, Bozo Circus, uh, The Funny Company, Space Angel. Uh, also, uh, Super Circus. I did that. And uh, let's see if I can find it for you. I will tell you. And let's see. Well, anyway, yeah. So you can find this video. Under my on YouTube, under my name Picostanas. The other channel is uh, Vanish Chicago Land Stories, which is my podcast. So you can find that as well. And uh, so, ah, here we go. This is it, and it's called. Uh, it's called Vintage Chicago Children's Television Programs, and I created this video. In, uh, probably uh, oh, last year, May thirteenth, twenty twenty. So uh, I've had about a few viewers. They like it, and it's a very it's very interesting. It lasts about about seventeen minutes. Okay, so let's go back to Kitty Ogogo. I will talk about the history of that. Um, first off, it was uh, hosted by uh, a husband and wife. Uh, their names were Jack Mulqueen and his wife Elaine, and uh, they. Uh, he, Jack McQueen was a puppeteer, and he entertained. Uh, from what we read from the from the chapter of the of the book, that he he entertained uh, at stores, uh, sometimes in the theater, and for the Chicago Park District. 
Then uh, he also uh, started in another early kids show and it was called Totem Pole. I, I remember it, that was on Channel 11. This is before the, um, PBS, uh, you know, became a network. So it was WTTW Channel 11. It's still still around. So and then um, he also did that. And then he uh, made, and then he made his wife. And uh, her character's name was called Pandora, and she wore like a Harlequin costume. And uh, so they worked there for the to- they worked for the TV show Totem Pole for a little while, and then they were fired. And uh, then they got hired on, on Bozo Circus on WGN TV Channel Nine. And uh, once a week, they did a five minute skit. You know, and they, uh, I, so yeah, they didn't import, they didn't appear every day. They, like I said before, they appeared once a week. And then, um, uh, then they got their own show and it, de- and it debuted in ni- early 1963. And it was, the show was on for about a couple of years. And then, uh, then they got canceled in 1965. And then they moved to, WLS. Well, it was WBKB at the time. Then it changed to WLS. And uh, then they did a five-minute segment uh, after our morning cartoon show that was uh, aired in the morning. And then they tried something different. They tried a segment, and there was, like, kids dancing, all the latest dances. And then that led to Kitty Agogo. And at the time, of the, the they were it was the dance craze. There were a lot of dance craze dances. You know, there was like uh, let me think at the top of my head. There was the frug, the twist, the mashed potato. You know, the swim. So it must have been fun. And uh, the TV show got popular. It got very popular. And uh, let's see. So it was on for about a couple years. Until April 1966, where WLS or WBKB, uh, they had a new boss, and he he didn't he was so stubborn that he canceled. I mean, not even looking at the show. I mean, what kind of person would do a thing like that? I mean, that's a, that's so heartless, callous thing, you know. And then you know, just to cancel the show without even giving a second look. The reason he did that is that uh, he heard that those dances today uh, were offensive, you know, for young children. <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, he sounded like an old fuddy-duddy to me. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody doing that today? <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, look at the dances like that. Anyway, so, uh, you know, so then they uh, got an offer to go to a new TV station called WCIU which is a new UHF station channel 26 that went on the air in 1964 and uh, this was broadcasted at the at some at the Board of Trade building in some cramped little room you know some floor, way up in the I think the 42nd floor so uh you know, it wasn't like today's studio. You know, very state of the art. <laughs> but they got an but they had they got an offer and for their own show, and they took it. You know, and uh, at first it was a little rocky. You know, they get their feet wet, 
And uh, they didn't show much programming uh, in the early days of Channel 26. They had, like, from what I read, it was like bullfighting, and uh, they aired a, a, a foreign language shows, Spanish, Italian, Greek, uh, all that. And uh, a funny, I read a, the chapter on the Kitty of Gogo that uh, one of the shows uh, hosted was a Spanish show. And uh, it was a cab driver, so he had a cab. So he he drove his cab, and then when he parked it outside the building, went inside the went inside the building and hosted the show, and then went back out and then resumed his job, <laughs> which is funny. Okay, so right now I'm going to play the introduction of Kitty Agogo, which I found on YouTube. And then uh, it's hosted by Jack and Elaine Mulqueen, and it's a very catchy tune. And they do the introduction to the new Colony 6. So enjoy this introduction. Kids, it's time to play the Mole Queen's Kitty a Go Go. This part of Kitty a Go Go is brought to you by Mickleberries, Plump and Juicy Franks, and their delicious variety of cold cuts. And now here she is, the girl who makes the scene every week on Kitty a Go Go, Pandora. Hello out there, Kitty of Go-Goers! Are you all ready to twist and shout? Yeah! Oh, wonderful, because once again, we're going to be doing the duck, the Popeye, the jerk, and all your favorites, just like your big brothers and sisters. And that's not all. I've got a big surprise for you. Today, right here in person on Kitty of Go-Go, we're having the new Colony Six! <laughs> have a lot of fun here on Kitty of Go-Go today, I can tell you that much, but first, here comes a very important message for you from our good friend, Mickey the Rooster. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed uh, the introduction to Kitty of Go-Go. Uh, you know, it's a catchy uh, introduction, and uh, a lot of the musical acts appeared on the show, and uh, most were very good sports. Others, no. <laughs> they were just they're going, what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> you know, when they come here. Uh, a couple, there was, uh, they invited Glenn Campbell to perform. Uh, he was uh, very surprised, but uh, he did his job, and, uh, you know, he just uh, honored his contract to sing the show. There was one... A couple of artists that were very controversial. One, the first one was Roger Miller, who was best known singing uh, King of the Road and uh, England Swings. And uh, his agent failed to tell him about this performance, you know, this uh, job that he was going to perform, that is. And uh, he, he was, he said, no, I don't want to do this. But, you know, he signed a contract and you have to honor the contract. So he did appear. 
I would love to see that show because I, from what I read, he was like uh, inside. He was like steaming. He was mad. He didn't want to do that. As soon as he was, uh, and then he sang uh, the song "England Swings," and then when it was over, he just stormed out. <laughs> Not even a goodbye, <laughs> you know. So sometimes the uh, show business people they show they show their true colors, and he certainly did. And uh, there were other acts that performed, like, for example, like uh, the introduction that was the New Colony Six. Oh, wonderful group with Ronnie Rice. The the songs were excellent. I love them. I still listen to them. Uh, there was Sonny and Cher. There was Leslie Gore. Uh, the Four Seasons. Uh, Dick Clark appeared, you know. And uh, I heard he, he was a gentleman about this, but I have a feeling he didn't like uh, what he got into. But but according to the chapter in the book, uh, he sent a letter to Jack McQueen and he said they, and he thanked him. So I guess it's okay. But uh, I guess he wasn't pleased, you know, about that. Anyway, uh, there was, and then there was a performance that was very uh, very uh, scary and controversial. It was Van Morrison, and he was on drugs when he performed and uh he was like way out <laughs> so uh they tried to they they couldn't do anything because they didn't know once he started performing he was just uh zonked out you know like jim morrison from the doors when he performed on the ed sullivan show and there was uh but luckily uh not most people didn't notice you know at the time so that's that's good and the best part of the the of uh, the show Kitty Go, you see all the kids dancing, you know, to the latest dances, and then uh, Elaine McQueen danced as well. Uh, she changed her outfit, so she wore go-go boots, and uh, it was toned, the costume was toned down from the Harlequin uh, costume. So, uh, and then the show was canceled in 1970. No, they didn't want to do it anymore. Um, I don't know if the the station canceled or they just quit. I think it's both. So, and then uh, they went. To, they worked for a while, and then um, Elaine McQueen died in May twenty second, twenty twelve, and uh, her husband Jack died in twenty sixteen. Uh, let's see. Let's see what's the date? Uh, it's, yeah, he died in uh, February twenty sixteen, and uh, but. Some most people remember that show very well. They really do. And another thing, their show was featured on cartons of Wanzer milk. You know, served in sterling silver. You know, a lot of people remember that. Okay, that is all for uh, Kitty Ogogo. Next thing I will talk briefly is John's Garage. Now, uh, John's Garage. Uh, I posted. Uh, I talked about that in an episode too way back in March. And the reason I'm talking about it again is yesterday on WGN Morning News, uh, someone texted and said do you, and to Robin Baumgartner, and she they asked her, do you remember John's Garage in Fort City Mall? And she said, yes, I went there all the time. It was wonderful. And so as me, I, I uploaded the photos very quickly on my social media accounts, and then people remembered that. And I mentioned her and the show. So... Because I went there as well. I went there about three times. And uh, the place was owned by a couple, John and Pat Grievous. And they opened one in Fort City. And uh, opened in 79, I think. 78, 79. And they had uh, 
three locations. One was at in Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, uh, Hawthorne Center in Vernon Hills, Illinois. And the other one was at Fox Valley, which uh, a lot of people don't remember that. And uh, so they remembered the, um, I was going to say, the menus on, that was located, that was featured on the menu and all these uh, items that were wonderful. A lot of people mentioned steak on a stick, the potato skins, and their all-time favorite was French onion soup. That's, uh, it was like uh, the big hit over there, a big seller. What's interesting, the one that's lo- that was located at Woodfield Mall, uh, they had an ice-, ice skating rink over there. And you can, while you dine, you watch the rink. And uh, I went to that one when I graduated from travel school in 1994. I don't know why we chose that, but I guess the teacher wanted to go there. And we did. And uh, that was the last time I, ha- I ate at John's Garage. Other times we were at Fort City Mall, where I used to live. I went there about two or three times and uh, wasn't disappointed. It was a great place, great food. I think it was decorated in old gas station pumps, hubcaps. You know, it was uh, very well remembered by people who lived in that neighborhood. They they wish it would come back. I wish it came back too. I would love to see that. I would love to revisit it, but uh, no. That's not the case. Okay. So that'll be all for today. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I discussed about the fair department store, Kitty Agogo, and John's Garage Restaurant. Next next month is Bozo Circus Month. I will post a, I will, uh, what I say? I'm sorry. I will do a podcast episode or two. Maybe I'll do a featured, like, each of the stars that are on the show. We'll see. I will write a story on my blog, vanishingcomicon.blog, and also do a video, which will be a lot of fun. So it'll be the 60th anniversary of the debut of Bozo Circus on September 11th, 1961. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, thank you for joining me. I had a good time uh, talking to you. And uh, I hope you can join me on my next episode, probably tomorrow. I think so. So that would be episode 54. So... This is uh, Picastanis, uh, the host of Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast, episode 53, season three. And uh, so it's bye bye for now for me. And here is Ray Rayner saying bye bye for now. Take it away, Ray. We have to go. Bye bye bye.